story is the key that can unlock someone else's prison. If you give it to God, He transforms your test into a testimony, your mess into a message, and your misery into a ministry. What God is bringing you through at this very moment is going to be the testimony that will bring someone else through. We find in Revelation 12:11 that we will overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. We are inspiring to bring God's truth to the listeners through real-life talk and discussions and testimony that hold great impact. We hope to inspire others to grow their faith and get out there and share their testimony. So sit back and experience the power of testimony. Welcome to the Overcome Podcast, where we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. It is great to be back with you guys on another episode. Uh, a couple months from where we left off on the last one in July, I guess it was. Man, time has got away. Um, so as you know, we had the birth of our uh, new baby boy, Reed Allen Gibbons, um, on uh, August 5th, 2022. And that's kind of where I've been. Uh, I know, you know, with life and family, sometimes even big important things have to take a seat for a little bit. So I hate it that it's been so long since we've rolled out an episode, but we're back. Um, and as I promised, Reed's testimony coming to you um, today. So uh, after this, um, we are going to be back on track with getting some other guests um, on the podcast. So moving forward to a couple weeks to get you on that first Wednesday of November, we're going to have David Oliverio, a good friend from church that I go with at Harrison Faith. Looking forward to his testimony and uh, having some good discussion with him on some topics and, and aspects of his life. So that's where we're uh, going to be picking back up, um, moving into next month, and we'll be back on track with the bi-weekly podcast. So good content coming to you guys. Excited to get back to hearing testimonies from awesome individuals and to get you guys some uh, good episodes back to listen to on the daily. So let's dive into Reed's testimony. So Reed Allen Gibbons, born again on uh, August 5th, 2022 at 6.45 p.m., weighing in at 8 pounds, 2 ounces, and 19 inches long. So there is a lot to talk about here with Reed's testimony. Um, You know, God has chosen our two boys to do a lot of great things um, with. And I know you know, every child that's born is a miracle and has a testimony in itself. But um, I just feel like God has really chosen us um, as a family and with our, our sons, with um, all the high risk that they're in and everything with uh, Emmy's type 1 diabetes and, and all of that to just really shine through and challenge us as well. I know something that me and Emmy has talked about a lot in the past is um, for God to grow our capacity. And I feel like he has done just that. So be careful what you pray for, because it's not always in the capacity that we want it to be, right? We don't want our kids to be in the NICU. We don't want to be in the hospital, all of those things. But that's where we find ourselves uh, ourselves again was in the NICU. And for those of you that don't, that don't know what that is, it's the Neonatal Intensive Care Unit, or for short, NICU, N-I-C-U. Uh, so let's back up to... Um, uh, August 5th at 6.45 p.m. So Reed was born um, at that time. The doctor was uh, a little bit late on getting there. They had Emmy pushing uh, for, I don't know, 20, 25 minutes. Uh, went really smooth, um, and Reed was ready to be delivered, but the doctor was running a few late. So they're whispering among themselves, you know, talking. Me, me being a nurse, I kind of know what's going on, and I'm 
got my keen ear, you know, uh, alert there listening into what they're saying. And I hear, hear them say she's in the parking garage in a whisper. And, and so she runs in, uh, puts her sterile gloves on her, her uh, gown and all that stuff and ready to catch the baby. Um, as he's about to come out, I hear her, you know, say, let's get his shoulder out. And, and they pull the cord over his neck. His cord had been around his neck, uh, for, you know, I don't know how long, um, probably throughout the whole birth canal. So he was very purple, not really crying at all, not moving a whole lot. So my heart sank right then, um, that, you know, how long has he been without oxygen? Is he okay? Is he, are we fixing to call a code here? Like what's going on? Um, thank, thankfully Emmy didn't really know at that point or see as much as I did, but, um, you know, the nurses are scrambling, scrambling around, grabbing all their oxygen equipment, uh, getting the warmer ready, all that stuff, um, and planning on, you know, having to maybe uh, resuscitate, at least respiratory-wise, for a little bit. But, um, you know, thank goodness God had been watching over him um, within j- what seemed like forever, but within a few minutes, Reed did pink up and was breathing well. He began crying, um, and everything was okay at that. So, you know, right then and there, it started at delivery with God's hand um, upon him. And um, now we're just expecting, you know, to uh, have a pretty smooth next 24 hours and go home. Because throughout this pregnancy, even though she's, you know, labeled high risk and is high risk with her type 1 diabetes, um, and our babies are those high risk pregnancies, you know, hearing back to Eliza's testimony of being in the NICU, we'd really prayed that God was going to make this a very healthy, um, normal, you know, quote, normal pregnancy and delivery and us go home like any healthy baby would. And, you know, God was so faithful throughout this pregnancy. He kept in his blood sugars uh, within normal ranges, you know, 95% of the time, um, no complications. Everything was healthy. Reed was on track. We prayed that he wouldn't come as early um, as Elias did at 34 weeks, and he held on until 30 right at 38 weeks so he was you know considered term and all of that even though he was a little bit premature still and and diabetic babies present a little more prematurely anyway um in their body systems but anyway um you know god was faithful to get us to a a point to where he was born pretty much term um didn't really see any issues at hand everything was uh, normal you know being a diabetic we expected there to be blood sugar issues within that first 24 hours where the baby's blood sugar drops because it's been used to mom's environment with uh, the blood sugars at a certain range and because his insulin levels were higher to compensate for that now that he's on his own it's a little too much for his own blood sugar so we expected that to drop and cause some hypoglycemia um, within those first 24 hours. And, and sure enough, they did a blood sugar check. He was a little bit low, but not bad. They gave him some oral uh, sugar or glucose. And then they got back the um, random blood sugar that was drawn um, at the time of birth. And it was showing uh, uh, 12. So normal is like, you know, 70 to 100, maybe 60 to 100 in a baby. Uh, the blood sugar was 27 that they checked there, but then the random came back as 12. So he had had some really low blood sugar. Um, so with that, our worst nightmare came around again with the words, you're going to the NICU. But we're like, okay, it's sugar issues. Everything's checking out okay. Um, and really, that's all it was. So back up to the second floor we go to the NICU. You know, we've been here. We've done that. 
Um, not going to be too bad, but you know, there goes our 24 hour mark. We're going to be here for a while, but you know, praise God, we have a healthy baby and, uh, you know, we can do this. It's just blood sugar. This will probably levelize out in a couple of days. We'll be home. Um, but that's not the case. <laughs> uh, and we'll talk about that here in a minute. Um, you know, once again, God was right on time though, with us staying there at Washington regional, they have the Ronald McDonald house, which is free housing, free food, uh, People provide dinners. Uh, it's just a huge blessing. It's something we want to give back to and be that blessing for those people. So if anybody's at Washington Regional with your babies, if you're in the NICU or anything like that, you know, try to get a room there in the Ronald McDonald house. Um, it's a game changer. But, you know, with uh, with that, God was right on time to open up a room for us. Uh, we didn't have to stay in a motel or, or anything like that. And it's just right above the NICU. So it's an easy ride down the elevator to be right with your baby. So God was faithful <clears throat> there working through all of those things. So as we go back into the NICU, it's crazy because we are in the exact room that Elias was in as well. 3412, the same room, a lot of the same nurses. So it was very much a flashback of where we had just came from a couple years prior. Um, so kind of crazy emotions there with that. Uh, so as we're, you know, getting the blood sugars fixed, we're getting optimistic, we're about to go home, but then bam, another issue. Now, needless to say, if you go back to the episode before this and look at the title, it's perseverance. It's what God had been dealing with my heart about, um, before having, uh, this baby is perseverance. Looks like God's putting me through a testing time to see how much will I endure and praise his name through it. So persevering, here we go. Uh, round number two at the NICU. So as the blood sugars are being fixed, you know, great answers to prayer. God's got his hand up on him, of course, but now we have a problem. His platelets are low. Platelets are, um, the clotting factor in your blood. So now he's at a risk for bleeding, um, and they keep dropping. So they have to give Reed a, a platelet transfusion, uh, through his, uh, through an IV and, you know, they came back up, um, a little bit at a time. So he was planning for discharge at that time, but discharge was canceled. So now we're dealing with the platelet issue. They were 90, then 50, then 25. And when I say 90, 50 and 25, it's actually a thousand. So 90,000 to 50,000 to 25,000, 25 is getting pretty low. That's where they decided to transfuse. So he doesn't start bleeding anywhere. Um, and so they transfuse him and he pops back up to a hundred. Uh, so he responded well to that, but now they're concerned that it's an issue, uh, where Emmy developed antibodies against, you know, my antigen in the blood and, and, uh, he's going to have for a while, it's kind of a attack on his system to, until he gets rid of those antibodies to stop destroying the platelets in his system. Uh, turns out that's what it was. Um, with some testing and everything. Uh, so, you know, looking kind of gloom and doom there for a little bit. Is he going to keep destroying his platelets for how, you know, who knows how long? Um, there, you know, the doctor was talking about uh, it could take up to months. Um, you know, we'd eventually go home, but it would be like platelet checks every three to five days, maybe possible transfusions and just months on end of of him getting stuck in his heels with, you know, blood draws and all those kind of things. And so something we're not really wanting to go through, but again, we're having to turn our eyes right back on Christ and say, God, you have a plan. You're writing Reed's testimony right now. 
you know, as bad as we want to say it, your will be done because this is, this is hard, but we want it to be your glory. And something God gave me, um, back with Elias was it's not about, um, our inconveniences. It's about God's glory. And that's what we had to keep fixing our mind upon during this time as these things started to happen. So, um, after that, they get things up, you know, platelets are holding okay, but it's still on the radar as an issue. And then we start dealing with jaundice, which most newborns do, but he's got jaundice. He's back under the blue light therapy uh, to help with that. And so it just kind of feels like, you know, he was okay. Then he had a little blood sugar issue. We were going to be discharged. And now here we are getting infusions back under the blue light and kind of just, man, just an emotional time of all these snowballing effects starting to pile back up on our newborn and seeing that longer NICU stay um, in our near future. But God had his hand upon him. So we're dealing with all that stuff and just kind of a little side story here. Um, you know, if we're going to be talking about God, miracles, and blessings, then Chick-fil-A has to make the story, right? So uh, my sister gave us a $30, um, well, she gave it through Cash App, gave us 30 bucks to go eat wherever we wanted to. So we picked Chick-fil-A. One day when we got out, went to Barnes and Noble or something, and and uh, went to Chick Fil A. So we're at Chick Fil A, and um, we go in and you know kind of splurge, get get some stuff we normally don't because we got thirty bucks to spend and and all of that. As we're ordering, um, a guy from behind the counter walks up and he's like, "Hey, you guys want a free milkshake?" And I'm like, "Yeah, for sure, we'll take it." Um, so I was telling the um, the guy at the cash register, I'm like, you know, this is a blessing. Like, you know, God's watching out for us getting a, a free ice cream today because our baby's back in the NICU and all that stuff. And it's like, oh, that's really cool. Um, and all of that. And um, after we, I tell him that and he rings up our total, our total is $30 exactly. I mean, three zero dot zero zero. And I was just like, whoa. And I told him then, I was like, you know, that's funny too, because my sister gave us $30 to eat on and our total is exactly 30 bucks. So we just came out dead, even no extra expense and a free ice cream. And I was like, you know, that's a, that's a huge blessing. Um, that because, you know, again, we're in the NICU and there's just, just something we needed. And, uh, he, the cashier, uh, cashier, whatever was, um, was a pretty young kid. He was probably, you know, 18, 17, 18, whatever. And, uh, he thought that was pretty cool. Um, that spoke to him in that moment. And, uh, he was just kind of like, wow, that's amazing. And, and after we, uh, gave him, after we paid and, and walked on, I heard him telling the next couple customers about what had just happened, that our total was 30 bucks. We got a free ice cream. Our baby was in the NICU that God is so good. And so right then and there in Chick-fil-A, just something that, you know, could have been coincidence that, Hey, your total's 30 bucks. And I had 30 bucks to spend. You know, I don't believe that it was just a coincidence. I think it was God giving us, you know, that little blessing of here's no more extra expense because the medical bills are going to pile up and here's a free ice cream. And here is a small little snippet of a testimony that impacted a young man's life working the cash register at Chick-fil-A to then be told to the next, who knows how many people coming up there to pay for their food and who knows who that blessed, who that spoke to. So, you know, God works through $30 and an ice cream. So remember that next time that part of your testimony may sound inf insignificant. You're at the fast food joint and it's like, how is God going to use this? How is God going to use me? 
just be faithful to brag on God who he is and watch for those little things. Because again, God can use 30 bucks in an ice cream. So there's our Chick-fil-A story. Um, you know, shout out to my sister. Thanks again for that 30 bucks. Uh, that was probably the best meal or one of the best meals we had while we were there. Um, but yeah, pretty cool little side story there. And just showing how God's hand was at work, um, even through those little things outside of the NICU. So back we go. Back in the NICU, day five. Things are going smooth and we're looking at discharge once again soon. But what happens next? We walk into his room. And I hear the slight sound of air. And to my nurse here, please don't tell me it's oxygen. We turn the corner. Reed is on, is, on, is on oxygen. Sorry, I can't talk. So now Reed is on oxygen. What just happened? The nurse walks in. Yeah, discharge is canceled. So why is he on oxygen? Well, we don't really know. He's on 100% oxygen. So we breathe oxygen at 21% is just the air around us. He's turned on 100% oxygen but just on one liter. So not a whole lot of uh, oxygen, but you know, something he's definitely gonna have to wean off of and get back to 21% and off of the flow as well. So here we are, we're stuck now again, adding days, every canceled discharge, every little setback is gonna be at least another day or two to just get him off of this and back on track to discharge and all of that. Um, you know, he finally gets weaned off over that, I think it was it was at least 12 hours, if not into the next morning. He finally got weaned off that oxygen. You know, good. That was just a minor setback. Sometimes his lungs, you know, can be premature due to diabetes and always went through and all that stuff. So hoping that that was the end of it and um, things are going okay. But now we're looking at the car seat challenge. Where before the car seat challenge wasn't going to have to happen, but once he goes on oxygen and respiratory and his lungs have been an issue, now he has to do the car seat challenge to prove that he can sit in the car seat for an hour and a half to uh, not drop his oxygen saturations and all of that and breathe okay, just for his safety. And every kid would have to do that if they were on oxygen. So this car seat comes back up. Um, so things that weren't on the checklist are now on the checklist. I'm um, not going to lie, we got a little discouraged. Um know faith being tried questions starting to rise up at this point because now we're you know like day six seven in the NICU when we thought we were going to be home and so you know it was easy for our you know our faith to be kind of rattled because we had seen God answer prayers he had made things look that doesn't sound right um, you know things looked like we were not going to go through this um but God's ways are higher than ours, right? And, and even though it wasn't going according to our plan, God had a plan. And all this has a purpose. But we're getting a little discouraged. Our faith is being tried because it's like, but God, didn't you say this? Or didn't you have us going in this direction? But now we're a weekend in the NICU. But God is faithful. It's not Him playing games. It's not Him being uh, a bad God and a non-loving God. It's him working out a plan. God's glory is much more than our inconveniences. And if he's going to grow our capacity, if he's going to help us learn to persevere, then we're going to walk through some of these things. And although we had been here before and our faith was made strong, we were beginning to feel weak again. 
And sometimes that makes you feel guilty as a Christian because it's like, you know, yeah, we remember back and I know we can think on things and our faith was grown strong. But when you're in the heat of it and right in the middle of the situation, sometimes your faith is lacking. And sometimes your faith isn't lacking so much, but it's just an emotional ride. And so I think at the core, we didn't really lose faith. We knew that God was able. We knew we had been here before. Um, there was definitely days we questioned our faith, but I think really what it boils down to is emotions. And and don't get your emotions mixed up with your faith, with the promises of God and those things. You're going to feel emotions. And so sometimes the devil, I think, tells us, you know, hey, you're losing faith. You don't have faith. Uh, God did this before, but look what's going on now. When all it is is, is uh, emotions. So don't ride that wave of emotion. Um, stay grounded upon what you believe in. And also don't kid yourself that you're not going to feel sad. You're not going to feel frustrated. You're not going to feel forsaken sometimes. Those are emotions that we feel. And God created emotions, and He understands that. Um, but stay true to your faith and know that your faith a lot of times is not wavering. It's just that emotional wave that's going to take over sometimes. Um, but keep praising God through those times. But that's kind of where we found ourselves. Um, and some stuff we had to learn and, again, grow and growth we know requires growing pains, unfortunately. So car seat challenge, not so good. Um, he failed, and he was back on oxygen. So we, you know, we expected him to pass. Um, he failed, back on oxygen, and discharge canceled again. So discharge was riding up on that uh, hour and a half, not happening. So here we are, um, Sunday rolls around, and we are watching church online that day in Reed's room. We had had some time of prayer with Reed and uh, watching church, and there was just a really strong presence of God in the room with us that day um, on church, um, through worship service especially. The songs were just hitting home. Um, just felt the anointing upon that service, uh, even through that iPhone screen. And I want to thank our worship team at Harrison Faith for always being led by the Spirit and always um, inviting God um, into their songs and into their hearts and uh, just living with that anointing in their lives. Um, they definitely lead well in that and allow the Spirit to lead, and that's so important. But um, So right there, we uh, really felt God's Spirit moving, and we're refreshed that morning. And we felt in our spirits that there was going to be kind of a turn of events, that there was something going to take place that day that, um, you know, we're going to get out of here. This is all going to be better and all of that. And we'll talk about where it leads. But, you know, God, I know we touched Reed in that moment. And I know his hand was upon him, but it wasn't just for us because we, we came back on the unit after church was over. We left, got some lunch and stuff and came back down later. And there was... A lot of babies in the NICU. There was uh, a lot in kind of the incubators, if you will. Um, rooms were full. There was people that had been there for a while. And after that church service, and after we came back, we walk on the unit. And the hallways are full of incubators and babies coming out of them. And changes of clothes and babies getting baths. And it was honestly just amazing to... It's like we had just watched 
and witness God's spirit sweep through that NICU floor. And lives were being touched. Babies were being healed. Babies were coming off of oxygen. Babies were coming out of uh, their more intensive care and things being resolved for them. And to see that was humbling and uh, just something else. And you can't make that up. You can't deny that. The power of God swept through the NICU, not just to deliver a read, but to touch the lives of others. And and if we were there in that moment, watching church on our phone and allowing the anointing of the Holy Spirit to sweep through that place to touch others, even though we were still there and it didn't buy our ticket home, that was well worth it in that moment. So I thank God so much for being faithful and just watching his hand at work. Because that, you know, had we not been there and in the situation, we wouldn't get to see that. And I know I texted, you know, Pastor Cody and Pastor Scott from church and several of my uh, friends and men of the church. And, you know, there was times that I just was about to break and saying, you know, I'm losing uh, my steam. I'm losing strength. But I remember telling a couple of them, you know, I would rather endure this and see God's hand at work than be home, live in an easier situation, and not seeing God move. You know, it is worth it to endure some things here to see God's hand at work and to see God's glory. And that's what it's all about. So Reed goes back on oxygen after his felt car seat tests are discharges canceled. And he has to wean back off the oxygen once again. Um, we're there for, you know, two or three more days now. Now they're doing a heart echo, and they discover some pulmonary hypertension. So what that means is the blood pressure is a little bit high there in the heart and in the pulmonary vein uh, to where his lungs and everything aren't able to handle that pressure as much. That's why it keeps bouncing back and forth between the oxygen. Um, They said it's just a, a little bit of hypertension in there. His lungs are still a little bit premature. Uh, so, you know, he would hold steady on the oxygen. I think it would, you know, fluff his lungs up enough to handle it. But then at about 12 hours after coming off every time we would start seeing him start to dip on his oxygen saturations and, um, he would go back on oxygen. So we were seeing that trend of the hypertension. They didn't really know why he was having it, but looking like he was, and it turned out he definitely was. So we were just like, man, this could be weeks into months on what appeared to be our healthy baby. And he was healthy throughout this, but now he has all these issues. Um, so just riding that roller coaster of um, emotions and what seemed like answer prayers, um, then to setbacks. And that's, we got confused and frustrated during this because all these issues we would pray about, we would see resolution, but then a setback, you know, and it's, we wanted to feel like, what is this game we're going through? But it's not a game. It's God showing his faithfulness and teaching us to persevere, to endure with uh, prayer and force us to pray, force us to get to a very vulnerable state to build our faith. Was it easy? No. Was it growth? Yes, because we endured growing pains. Again, I would rather see God's hand move and go through these things than have a cush life and not have the power of God working in our lives and in our baby's lives. So this roller coaster of answered prayer, then a setback, 
again, was growing our capacity. It was teaching me perseverance, the exact thing that God laid on my heart days before Reed was born. And so a lot of scriptures uh, came to our help. Family was good to send us scriptures. Um, had a lot of people supporting us. So all of our family, thank you guys so much for the prayers, for the empathy and sympathy through this time, uh, for the money, the meals, the support, the visits. You know, Thank you, Pastor Scott, Cody Miller. You guys were my two main go-to guys from church. And then, of course, all of our family. Uh, it was a lot to work through, a lot to talk uh, through, but we did come out stronger. And so after... We worked through, I can't remember now exactly, it was probably five or six more days of the pulmonary hypertension issues, the oxygen. He finally gets to a spot to where he goes to, for the car seat um, challenge one more time, and he passes. We That was the longest hour and a half of our lives, waiting for him, because they took him out to the nurse's station to do it so he could stay close to them. Uh, so we were in the room alone at like 3 a.m., uh, sitting there for an hour and a half, waiting on him to pass or not. And I stepped out to go to the restroom right around the time that he should have been done, but I was kind of like, I can't even handle this right now. So I come back in, and, and Emmy's standing there. And I had a feeling that he passed, but she was kind of teasing me a little bit. She kind of had like this flat look on her face, but then she gave me a hug and said he passed. And and so Reed had passed. Um, his lungs were okay, uh, strong enough to go home on. And discharges inside, and and uh, praise God, this time discharge went through. We get to go home, um, and all that was behind us. So what seemed like an eternity was uh, now a reality that we get to um, go home and uh, remember on the things that God had just done in His life. And God was so faithful. So it was great to be home, and and looking back on these things. And what a roller coaster, what a journey. You know, God was faithful. God answered our prayers. And know that, you know, God is going to answer your prayers. Sometimes it's a no, sometimes it's a yes. In the heat of some of this, it, it looked like, God, you're not answering our prayers. But we look at that selfishly sometimes, and it's, you know, you are look. God's like, I am answering your prayers. It's just not, you know the exact way you want it to be. And, and rarely is it the way that we want it to be, right? But it's always for our good and what's best in His plan. And that's what we really want. That's what we really need. You know, looking at this, God answered our prayers from day one, moving into this long NICU stay. Um, he had answered our prayers faithfully, but we kind of had to veer off track a little bit to then get back to it. So God had prepared us with... Um, Elias to then bring us back to this place to not just go through starting with issues but to go through the backs and forth to understand that we can't rely on our emotions to understand that we do have faith there it's just a process to weed out the emotions to get back to your root of your faith to understand that prayer has to be essential to understand that we have to keep our eyes on him to understand that our faith is going to be built through strains and pains. It's not just reading your Bible every day and going to church and your faith is going to be without wavering. No, it's through the fire that we're built in this way. And so I thank God for 
the perseverance that I prayed for. It was hard to say thank you, Lord, during that time. But we did get to a place of um, rejoicing even through the heartache. And now, looking back, all we can do is say thank you, God. We don't regret a moment that we were there. We don't resent any bit of God's plan because it is perfect. And so if you're going through a troubling time, a trying time, a time that's back and forth with with answered prayer and then a setback, answered prayer and then another setback, know that God is working everything for your good and He's going to perfect it. In Psalm 138.8, a verse that was staple for us during this time, and um, I thank my mom for sending this to us. Um, God was working in her life as she would pray for Scripture to send us, and, and God would speak to her and give her just the perfect words for us. In Psalm 138.8, it says, The Lord will perfect that which concerneth me. Thy mercy, O Lord, endureth forever. Forsake not the works of thine own hands. Psalms 145, that whole chapter was something we would read over and over. But in verse 14 of the 145th Psalm, it says, The Lord upholdeth all that fall, and raiseth up all that be bowed down. So God was our strength. He was perfecting the things that concerned us. The whys, He was perfecting it. The am I strong enoughs, He was perfecting it. The is Reed going to be okay, He was perfecting it. Everything that is concerning you, God is perfecting. It has to go through the refining process. It has to have some pains along the way, but but God is perfecting it. He's maturing your faith, and He's perfecting the things that concern you for His glory. So know that. Let that be your encouragement. So leaving you with those couple of scriptures, uh, wrapping this up. I know this was condensed. It was fairly quick. There are so many more details in between, but I hope that this uh, kind of painted a picture of what we went through once again with uh, Reed Allen Gibbons and, you know, what an event, but what a testimony to be formed for a two-month-old now. And one day Elias and one day Reed, when they're old enough to really understand, will get to hear about their testimonies from us. And what an gr- awesome head start in life to have a testimony of that caliber uh, in their lives and to be able to share Christ um, to all their young friends and through adulthood to all the people they encounter. And whether you have a NICU story, a, a drug story, a addiction story, or you have a I was raised in church story, remember guys, your testimony is so important and it's so impactful. Remember, God can use $30 in an ice cream cone or a milkshake. So know that He can use any facet of your testimony. And every bit of it is purposeful. And every bit of it God is perfecting in your life. Remember, if it concerns you, God's perfecting it. So as we wrap up this podcast, I just want to kind of fill you in on uh, some of God's healing in Reed's life. Um, After we got discharged home, we had to follow up with the hematologist at Children's Hospital to make sure that his platelets were still doing well, not coming back down to where we would have to have a transfusion or anything like that. 
So we go to the doctor. Emmy takes him that day. I'm unable to go with her. I think her and her mom goes. And anyway, they draw Reed's blood, and it does clot in the first tube. So that's a good sign that the platelets are still up, that they're not uh, going down anymore and self-destructing. They draw it again, and they run the labs, and the uh, doctor is looking at his platelets under the microscope as well. So just an awesome report to not only one that his platelets were still staying up within normal to high normal ranges with no sign of uh, depletion of his platelets, but two, just an awesome, praiseworthy testimony of God's healing is that Reed's platelets under the microscope were showing big, large, new platelets, uh, proving that there was new growth of platelets and rejuvenation within his blood. And so we were just, you know, overly excited and so thankful to God that he had breathed the life into Reed's situation and into his blood to create new life and new platelets. And that's just who our God is. He makes everything new. And uh, we just praise him for doing that and touching our baby boy. We can rest and be reassured that his blood is going to be okay. His platelets are going to be okay and he won't have any trouble bleeding. So we're just so thankful for that and uh, all that God's been doing in his life. And we know he's going to continue on. So guys, thank you so much for listening to this episode. I pray that it blesses you, that it challenges you to continue to strive and pursue God and persevere through the ups and downs, the back and forths of life in your current situations. Um, As always, remember to get out there and share your testimony, knowing that your story could be the key to unlocking someone else's prison. So God bless you guys, and we'll catch you in the next one.